day to be here. Great day to share the Word of God. We are continuing our series on Faith Walker. God says that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. So we are to walk in faith at all times and not to walk in according to what we think needs to happen. So we're looking today at Jesus could have passed them by. We're looking at uh, Mark chapter 14. I mean, Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 and 26, and Mark chapter 6, verse 48. But let's remember now that Jesus has put his disciples in the boat. He has told them to go to the other side. Now, he's gone up on the mountain to pray. And in the midst of the sea... A storm comes up. So that's where we are today. A storm is uh, coming to their lives. Now what are we going to do about it? Just look at Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. Now in the fourth watch, which that's sometime between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning, so it's very dark. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Oh, it's a ghost! And they cried out for fear. Now over in Mark chapter 6, verse 48, Then he, Jesus, saw them straining at roaring, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. So, Jesus sees the disciples in the midst of the storm. And guess what? Jesus is in the storm too. Yeah, you think it's just going to be a storm on the sea? How about it? maybe it's up in the mountain also? So Jesus is seeing this storm upon the disciples, and so that's what he's doing. He's seeing this happen in their lives. Now, he sees something else too that most of us probably might do, straining to get to the other side. In other words, the disciples were doing everything they could to get to the other side. And that's what we do sometimes. We get a, a storm or a problem coming in our lives, and then we start thinking, well, how can I get through this? I know how to get through this. I'm going to uh, strain this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to it's going to make it. I'm going to get to the other side. And just wear ourselves out, trying to do something that Jesus said is going to happen. Because he said, uh, go to the other side. So, Jesus came in the pitch black dark, came and presented himself to them. But they thought he was a ghost. They didn't recognize Jesus. They saw him and in the midst of everything else, here comes a ghost. <laughs> and they just cried out for fear. They just cried out because they didn't know what was going on. they never seen this take place before. They, they can't ever think of anybody walking on water, so it's got to be a ghost. I mean, who in the world? And the Scripture says that, and we read in Mark chapter 6, that he could have passed them by. Yeah, 
in the midst of the storm that the disciples were in, he could have actually walked on by them. Now, the question would rise up in, inside of our minds, well, how come Jesus doesn't automatically rescue them? How come he just doesn't automatically rescue us when we're in the midst of a storm? I mean, he's got the power to do that. All he's got to do is just flick his fingers or snap his fingers or whatever, and, and it'll be over with. But why don't he do that automatically? Well, we're going to look at that and see what. why not. Jesus did reveal himself to the disciples. Eventually, in the, in the verse, he says, it's, it's me, guys. We're going to look at that in the future, too. But it's me. He did reveal himself. So that's the part that Jesus plays. Jesus reveals himself to the disciples, to us who are in the midst of a storm. So what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is to respond in faith. In other words, we need to receive what Jesus is, can do for us, and we need to receive Him into our lives. We need to receive Him, who He is. He can do anything, but we've got to receive Him to allow Him to do it. He could have passed by. That's what the Scripture said. That's amazing. I mean, it would be great if just automatically just, uh, well, you know, God, I got this problem. Um, you know what it is. Uh, just, just automatically do it. No, God doesn't work that way. No. See, He wants us to appropriate what He can do in our lives. He wants us to receive what He's already done for us through His Son Jesus on the cross. So in the midst of the storm, we've got to have a revelation knowledge of Jesus and we've got to really receive what he's done. So here's what we need to know. There are four things that we need to know in order to be able to go through the storm that we may be facing in this life. First of all, we need to know that God is with us. Over in Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. The Scripture says, I, at the end of the verse, is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we've got to know that. No matter what we're feeling at the time, no matter what's happening in our lives at the time, God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He may feel like He's a far distance away, but that's not what he's done, we may have moved a far distance from him. But he's there. He's right there. We need to know that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Remember in Psalm 23, he says, Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil, for you are with me. You've got to know that. No matter what you're facing, you've got to know that God is right there. He's right there. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Second thing, we need to know that He knows. What? That He knows what we're going through. He already knows what we're going through, even before we open our mouths. He knows it. Uh, Jesus knew what they were going through. I mean, He was right there in the midst of the storm. He knew. So, over in Hebrews 
chapter 4, verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So everything that we are facing in this life, Jesus has already faced it. So he understands. He's the only one that understands. I mean, people may come up and say, well, I understand what you're going through. Well, that may be true to a certain degree, but Jesus knows for sure exactly what we're going through in the midst of the storm. So you've got to know that uh, God is with us and that Jesus knows what we're going through. Third, know that God already knows what you need. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's over in... Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, he already knows what you're going to need. Uh, 6, verse 8. Therefore, Jesus speaking, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you asked Him. Wow. He... It's amazing that God is already ready to set and meet your need because He already knows what you need before you even get into the storm. He already needs, knows what you need before you even go through anything. He has already set on ready to meet your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So, know that God is with you. Know that he knows what you're going through and know also He already has the need met because He already knows what your need is. Alright? Fourth thing. Know that what He has said in His promises He'll do. Yeah. When God promised something, He's going to do it. Jesus told the disciples Go to the other side. Uh, that's what he told them to do. So what do you think when you're in the midst of the storm? Uh, we're in the storm here, guys. What are we going to do now? Oh, Jesus told we're going to the other side, so we must be going to the other side. He's going to bring us to the other side some way. I don't know how. But, yeah, we're going to get to the other side. So that's what we need to know. Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, 11. Let me get over there this morning. The Word of God says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of, from my mouth, God says. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Whatever God says, He'll do. Whatever Jesus told His disciples, He's going to get it accomplished. He'll bring them to the other side. But the problem is they were all caught up into the storm and roaring trying to get it done themselves. God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to let Him carry you to the other side, to get you to the other side. Oh, So I've got to have the responsibility to receive what Jesus can do for me by faith. I got to know that God's with me. I got to know that He knows what I'm going through. I got to know that 
He knows what I need even before I ask. And I got to know that He will always fulfill His promises. So whatever He's promised in His Word, He will do. So I can depend on that. Now, after that, after I know all of that, <laughs> then I need to come to Him. Remember, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who labor. Uh, don't you think these disciples were laboring and are heavy laden? Yeah, when you're in a storm, you feel like it's really pressing you down, doesn't it? Well, come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So we need to come to Jesus. And we don't come this way. Oh, God, please help me. I need some help today. Oh, I beg you, please, come on. Uh, well, why don't you ever care about me? Man, you never said that before, have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have it sometime in your life. You said, uh, um, I remember over in Judges, I'm going to turn over there in Judges and look at Gideon. Gideon says something along those lines. Judges, oh, Judges chapter 6. And I'm going to start with verse 13. Here we have uh, all these uh, problems coming forth. You know, what, what can I do about the, the Israelites and, and, and uh, all these enemies that are coming against us? Huh? And Gideon said to God, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? God, if you're with me, how come this is happening to me now? Why is this taking place? Uh, all right. And where, where are all uh, his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, D -d -do, not the, do, do not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? And, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites? Oh my gosh, I've heard all these miracles. I know that God works miracles. How come He's not working a miracle now? The enemy's about to overtake me. Well, that's the way we feel sometimes, isn't it? The devil's about ready to get me. Oh God, how come How come you're not doing something? Are you with me? But I don't feel it. Well, that's what Gideon was said. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. I have sent you. And he, Gideon, said to, to God, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the, the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. Are you kidding me, God? <laughs> I can't do anything. I, I I can't get through this storm. How do you think I can get past this enemy? God, what is going on? How come you're not doing something? Hmm. Well, and the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Wow. You see, we've got to know that God is bigger than the storm. we got to know that God is bigger than the problem that we might be facing. Just because you feel like that you're all alone 
and you don't know how you're going to get to the other side through this storm, you've got to realize that God is with you and that He's telling you to go to the other side. And if He's telling you to go there, guess what? He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to get you there. You've got to depend upon God to get you to the other side. Don't try to do it yourself. You will worry yourself out trying to get through the storm. He doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to trust in Him and lean not upon what you think you ought to do, but He wants you to acknowledge Him in all your way and that He's going to direct your path, make your path smooth in order to get to the other side. Oh, boy, that takes a burden off of me. Yeah, that's what Jesus wants us to do. Well, the question may arise, well, what about the sovereignty of God? Uh, you know, what's going to be will be. Uh, uh, must be God's will for this to take place in my life. Must be what He wants. You know, well, He's going to die. Must be God's will. Uh He's got this cancer and it's going to kill him. Well, it must be God's will. The sovereignty of God. Uh, listen, I thought we had a choice in this. Yeah, we're going to look at that. You've got to know what God says in His Word. He says in 3 John 2 that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So as I prosper in my soul, my mind and intellect and feelings and emotions, as I prosper there, then I'm going to have prosperity in my life and I'm going to have health. Hallelujah. Well, how about the other, another scripture in uh, 2 Peter 3.9? God desires none to perish. In other words, he wants everybody saved. Is everybody going to get saved? No. Why? Because not everyone is, the, is receiving Jesus into their life. Therefore, they have a choice. Receive Jesus, go to heaven. Don't receive Jesus, go to hell. So how about uh, John 10.10? 10? Uh, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and that more abundantly. Now I can walk in abundant life if I choose God's way. If I don't, then I fall prey to what the devil wants. So, we have a free choice in our life. You remember when uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden and uh, Jesus said, Listen, I don't want you to eat of this tree of the good and evil because, you see, I just want you to eat of the tree of life. So, Everything would be fine if they did that. But they had a free will to choose. They chose to not obey God. And what happened? Uh, their relationship with their Heavenly Father was broken and brought sin into the world and caused all kinds of problems after that throughout many, 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 many generations. So they had a free will. Uh, how about uh, the Israelites? You know, the Israelites got set free from bondage from Egypt. 
Hallelujah. That everything's going to be great because Moses saying, listen, we're, we're going to go over to the promised land. We're going to get there and go to the promised land and everything's going to be fine. Just all you have to do is to obey God. They saw a miracle upon miracle take place. And so Moses went up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and they were down there uh, making a... They, they chose to make a golden calf to worship that. So their free will says, we're going to worship this. Well, because of that, the whole generation didn't go into the promised land. You see, everybody has a free will. What do you choose? To obey God or not to obey God? If you obey God, then what He has for our lives will come to pass. If you don't obey God, then you put yourself into a position whereby things can happen to you that God doesn't want. For instance, I uh, went to college, as I told someone uh, this morning. I went to college and I had a, a good time drinking. Yeah, I was drinking alcohol. And boy, I had a good time. I had a party life and everything was going fine until the next day. Uh, guess what? I didn't feel good. My head was hurting and everything. Uh, well, I guess uh, God must have did that to me. No, I did it to myself because I chose to drink. And I got the results of it. Now, how about for those who like to smoke? I see people driving down the, the streets, you know, in, 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 in the city, and they got the one hand out the window with a cigarette, you know, and they're smoking and, and all of this, and I'm praying for them. God, help them to stop smoking. It's not doing them any good. Why? Because it could cause cancer. It could cause them to get sick in some way. It has no benefit whatsoever. So what are they doing? They're choosing to hurt their bodies by smoking. Their choice. If cancer comes in as a result, God didn't plan it that way. God didn't want that to take place. They chose to do that. Remember, the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us an abundant life. We have a choice. So, oh, well, how about, uh, well, I don't do either one of those. Uh, uh, how about unforgiveness? Uh, you need to forgive someone? That could cause you danger in your life. How about anger and worry and stress? You know, when you get in off into that worry and stress area, next thing you know, ow, your stomach gets in the knots, and next thing you know, your stomach hurts. Or it could cause you to open the door to a sickness to come in. Yeah, that takes place. You ask doctors. That could take place. So if I choose the wrong thing, I'm going to get the wrong thing in my life. If I choose the right thing, I'm going to get the right thing in my life. I have a free will to choose. Oh, God. God, help me. <laughs> help me, Lord. Well, you remember the uh, what's in the, the uh, Genesis? God says that in Genesis 8, 22, He says that seed time and harvest is forever. Meaning, as Galatians chapter 6 says, whatever you sow, you shall reap. So if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the things of the flesh. If you sow to the Spirit, 
You reap the things of the Spirit. Seed time and harvest is forever. That is the basic principle for the kingdom of God. You cannot change that. You cannot change it at all. So, the Scripture says in Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh-oh. I better shut my mouth because I don't want any bad thing to happen to me. Uh, yeah, because whatever you speak, it's going to come back to you. If I'm speaking negativism and gossip and all of this, guess what it's bringing into my life? Death. But if I speak life as to what God is doing in me, what He's taking care of in me, I went to the doctor this morning and uh, they asked me if I'm going to uh, take a shot for the flu or take a shot for the uh, vaccine for COVID, uh, this virus, whatever, any kind of kind of disease. I said, no, I've already been vaccinated. I've already had my flu shot on the cross. See, I'm telling them what Jesus has already done. I'm not going to get off into the negative as to what could happen, possibly, possibly happen, if I got caught up in the disease. God is keeping me healthy. I depend on Him to keep me healthy. Therefore, I speak health. I don't speak sickness. I may say, oh gosh, I feel bad today, but praise God, my Jesus has healed me. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I walk in divine health today. Period. See? Whatever you say, it's going to come to pass. All right? James chapter 3. I saw this scripture uh, the other day and I was just amazed at what James chapter 3 verse 2 was saying. Uh, let me just start off with verse 1 in, in James chapter 3. Brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. So if I don't stumble in what I say in my mouth, then it controls what I have happen in my whole body. That's amazing, isn't it? What I say out of my mouth controls what I have in my whole body. Now, God has said now, basically what God is saying, if you follow my ways, my principles, what I tell you to do, you will have an abundant life. You'll be blessed with prosperity and health. But if you don't follow my way and go off and do your way, then you're going to wind up with sickness and disease and, and poverty and everything else and stress and anger and all that stuff. Now, God wants the best for us. He always does. Uh, Matthew twelve thirty four. it says, Whatever is in you will come out through your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I encourage you to put in you what the Word of God says, not what the news is saying, 
not what your neighbor is saying, not what your family is saying, not what your friends are saying, not what they're saying on the job. I want you to put the Word of God in you so that when time comes, when things do hit, what will come out of your mouth will be the Word of God. It will be what God wants for your life and not what the world wants for your life. That makes sense to me. My mouth controls my life. Hmm. Oh, you, you've heard the old saying that some people got a big mouth. Well, that may be true, but make it a big mouth for Jesus. Make it a big mouth for Jesus. I remember when I was serving my first appointment. Oh, man. I got into it, man. I thought, you know, I knew what to do. I was serving the Lord, and I'm going to be obedient to Him, and I'm going to do what He wants and everything, and I'm going to do it just right. And I wound up in the hospital. And I literally said, God, I'm serving You. How come I'm in the hospital? (laughs) How come? That doesn't make sense. If I'm serving You, God, how come I'm in the hospital? Well, He showed me why in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And let's see. In verse uh, 47. There it is. He showed me. He gave me this verse. He said, this is the reason you're in the hospital. I had pneumonia. I never had pneumonia before. He said, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Yeah, I was serving God, but I wasn't serving Him with joy and gladness of heart, and I opened the door for this sickness to come in. Boy, that hit me hard. Oh, God, I did this to me? He said, yes. All I want you to do is to serve me with joy and gladness of heart. Because you see, in that part of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it had to do with all the sicknesses that would come upon you, all the problems that would come upon you because you were not obeying God. And that's what took place. I was obeying God going through the motions thereof, but I wasn't doing with joy and gladness of heart. I wasn't serving Him in that manner. And I opened the door for that sickness to come in. And I'm going to give glory to God and praise. That's the last time I've been in the hospital. That was back in 1981, 82, something like that. I've never been in the... Well, I have to back up here. I went in the hospital one night to take out some wisdom teeth. (laughs) But that's it. I have not been in there because of sickness. No, not a. Why? I praise God that He's my health, that Jesus gave me His health on the cross. Now, therefore, in the midst of what may attack me, I'm going to walk by faith and not try to strain to get out of it. I'm going to trust God to get me out of it, out of the storm, and across to the other side. That's where He wants me to be. He doesn't want me to dwell in the storm. He wants me to get to the other side. So that's my faith walk. So, crying out in fear as the disciples did, that's not the answer. No. We are to reach out in faith 
or we might drown. <laughs> it is not a question if I will get through the storm, but when I will get through the, to the other side. If I'm trusting God and walking by faith and believing Him to set me free from the storm and cause me to get to the other side, then it's not if He will do it. It's uh, I know He is. It's just a matter of when. Okay? So, if you don't believe Jesus when He's told you that you're going to the other side, if you don't receive Him to help you in the midst of the storm, He just may pass you by. That's what the Scripture says. He may pass you by. Well, we're going to look at this even further as we continue to look at being a faith walker. But today, remember, you've got a choice. You've got a choice to receive Jesus and let Him do it, and He'll show you what you're supposed to do in it, or you can try to get through it yourself, and you may end up drowning. You may end up being destroyed, and God doesn't want that. So I believe for God to help you today, fill you with the Holy Spirit, to give you the direction that He wants you to be, to go to the other side, that you getting through the storm, no matter what's hitting, you're going to make it because He is with you. He'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He's going to show you what to do. He already has the need met. And I believe it to take place to you and to you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And let them through the wilderness 